Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or the night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Welcome to this episode of the Career Wise Nurse Podcast. I'm Natalie Dietrich, your host, and I hope that you are doing well in this new year and that you are taking care of yourselves. Because as I just wrote into a tech in a text to a family member, I think every day is a race just to get through it. So I said to my family member, hydrate, rest, breathe. It doesn't matter if it's work or home. It feels like it's always a race. So self-care comes to mind always for me when I have a thoughtful moment. And when I'm busy, it often just escapes out the window from my mind. Can you relate to that? And are you striving to care for yourself? Those are just my questions for a lot of people right up front when we meet, whether it's friends, family, colleagues, my kids, even my dog. You know, how are you doing? And today I just want to talk about uh, a little victory I had. And I share it because it took a long time to get to the point where I quit drinking Diet Coke. And it might be there's something else that you just want to stop or something you want to improve in your life. For me, it was I wanted to get rid of the Diet Coke. I'm going to really give you like 11 reasons that I wrote down when I was p- planning for this episode as to why I did it. and why I feel like it was such a victory. And I hope that you'll reflect on where you might want to change something in your life. If you choose to drink Diet Coke, it is all your choice. And I enjoyed it for many years, but I've been trying to quit for a long time. And when I did it, I had five reasons why I really quit. Um, First, and I'm just going to go through these. I said you know, I try to eat healthy food and Diet Coke doesn't really add any nutritional value. So I wanted to not add it into the mix of what I was trying to do to treat my body well with nourishment and things that make it stronger and keep it healthy or provide the energy I need on a daily basis. So 
that was my first reason I wanted to quit. I wanted to um, keep the, the balance on the positive and not complicate what I was adding to my body with chemicals and artificial colors and artificial sweeteners. Now, the realization that I really wanted to consume things that added nutritional value or that gave me positive vibes, I thought about it for a long time, but it really came to be front and center in the last six months when I listened to some different podcasts about not dieting or the perspective of how to treat ourselves well when it comes to food and have a positive self-image, a positive body image, and not penalize ourselves for things we do that we see as bad or not good choices. So the Diet Coke, um, it just gave me negative emotions. That's my second reason. And I said first, because it didn't really add nutritional value. And I tried to create that mind shift from all those podcasts, because I really want to do things that give me um, benefit. So the negative emotions that came from doing something or consuming something that wasn't really helping my body, it drove me away from the drink. I would go to have one. And um, even at Christmas Eve, we had a party and I had my husband bought Diet Coke, a 12 pack, and I love cans of Diet Coke. Well, I opened one as the party was starting and it was cold. It was so good. And I finished it. But in the days that followed, we still had some cans left over. And I found myself going to those and thinking, oh, there's one left. I'm so excited. I'm going to treat myself. But I didn't finish it. I couldn't finish it. I was done. The thrill was over after half a can or a little more. So, so you know, I was tempted. Third reason is I used to think it was a treat. So I, I was tempted to consume what I thought was a treat. And I, as I'd go through that drink and as I focused on what I was doing, thought about it, I realized it wasn't a reward or a treat to drink that Diet Coke. It was really kind of a punishment. It went against, well, punishment sounds harsh, but it went against everything I was trying to do. I said, first, the, the nourishing my body with things that bring benefit rather than things that don't add benefit or could be harmful if, you know, potentially, I don't know. A lot of people drink Diet Coke and they never seem to get sick or they don't look unhealthy to me. But for me, I only wanted to do things that are beneficial. Second, I said, it gave me a lot of negative emotion. It went against what I was trying to do to treat my body well and give myself health and wellness and um, positive thoughts that go along with that. So I said, you know, just I'd stop myself. The thrill was gone after I had a few drinks. Now, the fourth thing is that really um, pushed me to stop and took away the interest in Diet Coke is it's very acidic. And I haven't done deep research, but there's plenty of information out there about why diet sodas are not good for you. And I said, you know, it's acidic and it can alter your gut pH. And I think about the good foods I was eating and how I was doing good for my body and the food in there had benefit. I mean, even the exposure of your intestinal lining to healthy foods versus harsh foods or foods that are not beneficial, it, it, the surface that the soda touches, you know, it alters the gut pH and it affects the digestion and absorption. And I didn't want that negative effect. So I stopped right there drinking that and got rid of what was left in the can. I just, when I was tempted, the thrill was gone. And I realized that the fourth thing I said is it altered my gut pH and I didn't want that. 
I'm not measuring the gut pH, but it just, I just knew that that drink wasn't putting things in the right context of where I wanted to be health-wise for nutrition and absorption. Um, bone health. I didn't go looking for proof that the acidic drinks alters bone health, but I'm very focused on getting my calcium, 1,200 milligrams a day, even a little more because I know every tablet of calcium that I take, I don't absorb all of it. So I didn't want to do anything to alter my bone health because so I'm in my 50s and I want strong bones because I want to be independent, mobile, not be limited by a fracture or be at increased risk. So I didn't want to do anything to alter the bone health, my bone health. The fifth big reason that I really quit drinking Diet Coke is because I was tuning in a little bit to some articles about insulin resistance. And I knew that the artificial sweeteners still triggered the insulin release, that sugar pathway and those pleasure pathways in the brain. You know, I was feeding that with Diet Coke, the artificial sweetener. And I knew that insulin still was kicked out when I drank the Diet Coke. And I feel like drinking Diet Coke all these years, you know, eventually I'm going to burn out my pancreas and become a type 2 diabetic. And I didn't want that. So these things that I've talked about were the big reasons that pushed me away from Diet Coke. But I have a few more because I came up with 11 things. I said, um, you know, the caffeine really bothered me. That's another reason. And I didn't want anything to interrupt my sleep, especially in the last six months. I've really, really learned to love my sleep. And as the evening comes on, I look forward to my sleep. So I realized in the last couple of years that if I drink caffeine, like Diet Coke at the end of the day, like four or five o'clock, which I did over the years, a lot of times, I felt like my sleep was really disrupted. It could have been from another reason that my sleep was disrupted, but I just attributed it to caffeine. So when I could go to bed and lay there and unwind, relax, stretch out, do some good deep breathing and turn my brain off for the night and fall asleep, I didn't want anything to interfere with that. So that caffeine sensitivity was a real big turnoff. And I felt like I rewarded myself with some real positive thoughts and just satisfaction in how I took care of myself at the end of the day when I knew that I hadn't consumed any caffeine. So you think, what about coffee? I drink decaf. I love strong coffee, but I really try not to drink caffeinated coffee. And Diet Coke was not really a good workaround. I'd rather have a real cup of coffee if I want caffeine. I felt like Diet Coke was a stall tactic. I remember weekends, I'd drive over to the 7-Eleven and get a Diet Coke before I worked on a project at home. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that because I really had things to do in the yard or the house, family business, personal stuff. I needed to do it instead of stalling with a trip to 7-Eleven to get a Diet Coke because I wasn't really getting done what I needed to do. So I wanted to get rid of that stall tactic. Um, water, hydration. I know caffeine dehydrates or it's a diuretic. I didn't, I didn't want to distract myself from drinking water. And I really love cold, fizzy water. So I like to make seltzer water with my soda stream. So another reason, and I'm looking at my list, I hope I'm staying on track here, is the taste of Diet Coke changed in the last few years. Whether it's a fountain drink or a can, it changed. And I didn't like the new taste as well. I actually found that 
one of those stall tactics or a way to satisfy my hand to mouth craving of food or drink was to get an unsweet iced tea at McDonald's. It's only a dollar. So I felt much better with the choice of driving through McDonald's and getting that iced tea. And it tasted good, whereas I wasn't so interested in the taste of Diet Coke. So um, I found something else besides seltzer water or decaf coffee that replaced that what I think Diet Coke used to do for me in terms of a drink, something to do. So in terms of addiction, I'm, I've never really been addicted to something like alcohol, excessive use, or illicit drugs, but I think I was addicted to Diet Coke. And I still love to see Diet Coke, the logo or t-shirts, you know, Coca-Cola memorabilia, it's a collectible to some people. And there's Coca-Cola signs all over the world. And I love to see that Diet Coke sign, but now it doesn't really interest me or excite me. But I knew that I wanted a can of Diet Coke, not a bottle, not a little one liter bottle or not a two liter bottle and not a fountain drink if I could have a can because the can taste wasn't altered by the wrong mix or the the plastic bottle. I wanted a can. So I know that I searched out places where I could get a Diet Coke in a can And in 2021, when I worked at a hospital, it took me a few months to find a place in the large campus of the hospital where I could get a can of Diet Coke. But then I made sure to go there and get that pretty often. And again, sometimes it was afternoon and I didn't want to be disrupting my sleep by having caffeine on board. So so I knew it was a habit. I thought about um, people who are addicted to alcohol. You know, they always know where to get that drink. I knew where to get that Diet Coke and I knew what form I wanted it in to get my fix or to really be getting what I wanted in terms of searching out that drink. So I don't have that desire anymore to go find that can, but I would go to the pizza place in our neighborhood and the manager was so nice. One of my kids worked there. You know, I used to get pizza for my kids and I would just get a Diet Coke. And sometimes he would just give it to me, throw it in with the pizza order. But I don't have any interest in going over there to get that Diet Coke when I get the pizza anymore. I can walk away from that soda or that refrigerator with the Diet Coke. But it took a long time to get to that point where it doesn't interest me anymore. There's too many other benefits that I'm getting out of not having it. I've just separated myself from that soda. So another thing that went along with drinking Diet Coke or Diet Soda was when I worked nights as a nurse, we would go down and get a big fountain drink and an order of fries or ice cream. And we would all eat together most nights. And I did that in my first job outside of Kansas City and in my travel jobs in Arizona. I mean, it's just what we did. And I don't do that anymore. I don't work nights. I don't work shifts anymore. Um, And I don't think I cared about my sleep as much then because I worked night shift. I was probably always having disrupted sleep, but I didn't feel it. I wasn't aware of it. I hadn't read books on sleep or seen the literature that's out there in mainstream about the benefits of a good night's rest. So I wasn't thinking about factors that would disrupt my sleep, like alcohol, going out on my nights off, my days off, or caffeine. But we all hung out and had our Diet Coke. It was just what we did. And I think I threw a splash of Diet Dr. Pepper or Dr. Pepper or Cherry Coke into my 32-ounce fountain drink of Diet Coke. And it was just the best. It's just what we did. It was social. It was fun. But that doesn't really serve me anymore either. So I think I'm like at nine or 10 reasons why I quit Diet Coke and I'm so happy about it. But I started out with about five that really are what made me break away and lose my desire or break that habit and that addiction. 
Um, I found other things to drink that were more satisfying. And I had good sleep. Those negative emotions of drinking Diet Coke when I tried so hard not to for a period of days or a week, that's all gone because I don't break down much and have it. And if I do, I enjoy it. But like I said, the thrill is gone in general after a few drinks or half a can. I literally poured it down the drain. You know, another thing that I think of in terms of what I did that maybe know that I was really trying to quit was I would buy the mini cans, the eight ounce cans in a in a box at this grocery store. And I would drink one or two between home, getting the grocery store and getting home. Well, it's only a 15 minute walk. So it's literally down the hill from my house, from the store to my house. I drink one or two and they're warm, but it doesn't taste as good. But I still did that. I crave the bubbly drink. That's why that seltzer water that I can make at home or order when I go out, put a lime in it or a lemon, was more satisfying. But I'd buy that 12 pack or that thing of eight ounce cans and I drink a couple on the way home. And then when I got home, I realized, oh, I really didn't want that Diet Coke. But in the moment in the store, it sounded so good. So I would dump out the rest of the cans, you know, a few dollars worth of soda cans. I would dump them down the drain. Another reason that I really felt like it was the wrong thing to do and it didn't give me happiness to drink the Diet Coke was my kids drink Diet Coke and they model our behaviors. And when I think about the soda doesn't really add nutrition or have good benefit, but it's very habit forming. I didn't really want my kids to go ahead and order that or drink it at home. And another reason I knew to quit was I made rules for myself, like I'll only have it when I go out or only once a week. That that just is me stalling or me not really committing to honoring what I wanted to do that was best for me. So there were a lot of reasons that I wanted to stop. And when my husband will come home at night after going to 7-Eleven or coming home from the grocery store, you know, we like to buy lottery tickets. I spend my dollars on that instead of soda. He would have a bottle of Diet Coke. And I'm thinking, how can he sleep at night? It's eight o'clock and he just finished a plastic bottle, a little thing at Diet Coke. No idea. And caffeine-free Diet Coke, it never tasted as good as regular Diet Coke. So it didn't help me get rid of those negative feelings about the Diet Coke disrupting sleep because I didn't like Diet Coke that was caffeine-free. So uh, a shout out to, like I said, a couple podcasts that really helped me focus on what's best for me. Well, one of them is the, the Redefining Health by Victoria Yates. And in the show notes, I'll reference one of the episodes where she talks with a client of hers. She's a coach and she was on one of the podcast episodes I had recently. I'm going to share the episode that Victoria was on as my guest. And I'm going to reference where her client talks about how she learned to walk away from like brownies and have control over her food. Because I credit Victoria's podcast and and other information that I've consumed through podcasts really to help me break away and feel better about my health. And one big piece of that is walking away from Diet Coke. And this may not really resonate with you as a nurse, but when you're trying to live your best life and take care of yourself off of work, because on work, whether it's a day shift, night shift, a busy outpatient role, or a a role where you are constantly being called and required to make decisions or be on be available for people until the last minute of the day or after your work hours and just to put out fires or solve problems that are draining you, 
you may find that you you cave or you crave something to soothe yourself. And whether you feel good about that afterwards or not, these are the decisions you hold. And if you get negative emotions from the things you do because you don't think about it or you realize it doesn't really align with your goals of what you're trying to do for yourself, you know, I, I would love to hear from you in the comments or you know, reach out to me, schedule a time to talk, because I think we're all in this together in some way. We can connect at any point in a career or in our lives, and we want to live our best lives on this amazing nursing journey that includes everything we do on the job and off the job to do what we do, what we're trained to do in our profession. So let's connect. Thanks for sharing and more power to you to change your life for the better even just starting to write down what goals you want to achieve and start to map out a plan, you know, and and I'd love to listen or hear what you are trying to do um, in this realm of living our best lives, living your best life. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.